0: This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Nudelberg. Here's Josh Cohen.
1: And welcome to the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. It is episode 10 in one of the most popular podcast series anywhere in the world. They're telling you, Steve, they love this podcast. They love you. There's aha moments throughout the entire episode every week.
0: And it's changing lives, like you promised your book would. Somebody said to me, it's a master's degree in sales. You tune in, 30 minutes, fast-paced, going to learn something every time, going to hear some good stories, just like uh, the old tin men were sitting around telling sales stories. This is the real deal. This
1: is a real deal. Well, today's a special edition. We make history in a couple of ways. Yes, we do. And I'm going to let you really introduce our guest, because she is our first woman who has been a guest on the confessions of a serial salesman, the podcast, and you have a different backstory on not only how you met this young lady, but how you have enriched each other's lives and careers as you continue to on a daily basis.
0: So I'm super proud to have our first female guest. And that guest Indeed. is my first lady, Michelle Esposito.
2: Thank you. It,
1: it, it must be a huge thrill to get to be here with Steve, who you see every day.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This and is it, like a normal day for me.
0: And
1: to spend time with me as
0: well. You guys met um, years ago. Uh, going on seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, We're on a business trip with our friends from Capital Lighting, who we saw last night at the game. They sure did. They did the menorah lighting. They sure did. First menorah lighting at a College football.
1: You you know football. You know it's a bowl <laughs> game being played in Boca Raton. When it's a Hanukkah <laughs> celebration, menorah lighting during the game.
0: Right? They, so, don't, they don't do that in the cotton ball. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I know. So I was on a business trip with them. The uh, Who knew that the lighting capital of the world was in Dallas? I have a friend oh. in Dallas. I called her up. I said, hey, I'm coming to town. I have uh, some free time. You want to grab a drink? Quickly, boom. Uh, she invited me out for drinks with her friends. And wouldn't you know, this lovely young lady was at the table. And uh, Basically, the rest is an
1: entrepreneur in her own right, a business owner and also a free thinker that's created a dreamer yet doer. You've always had that spirit. Have you not?
2: Absolutely. Yes. I grew up being an entre- My mom was an entrepreneur. So really? Yes. In so the, in the yeah. blood. Yes.
1: So you were always uh, raised the idea of, well, why work for someone else when you can work for you?
2: <laughs> I was raised with the idea of I don't want anyone else controlling my uh, schedule or my income.
1: Boy, that's a great way to live, if you can pull it off. And a lot of people that do listen, that's the idea for them. Because we've had, through the previous nine episodes, those who are dreamers, those who are doers, the entrepreneurial spirit, the idea of this doesn't exist, but it should. So let's go make it happen.
0: So, you know, the instant we met, there was certainly chemistry, but she did not buy any of the bullshit at all. Of your bullshit. Yeah, because she's a bullshitter herself.
1: Ah, Well,
0: you know what they say, you can't. BS a bs So it was this instant connection, friction. Uh, little did we know, and this is how life is so great, and, and if you live with your eyes open, uh, we were actually working together and didn't know it. She was actually representing our cosmetics company at the time. My partner, uh, Byron, had hired her and her friend wow. to work with us, and it was like we had all of this commonality. We, uh, we went to a phenomenal place called um, – Yule City Tacos, Mm -hmm. which is well-known on the Food Channel. I had no idea where we were going. Dollar tacos at a gas station. So here I am. Sounds like a recipe
1: for uh, dysentery. Beautiful
0: woman. (laughs) I'm like, I don't get it. Long story short, we had great tacos, great conversation. Took her back to her place and tried to close the deal. And she said, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this got very personal. Uh, I'm going to almost
1: take the Dr. Phil role today. (laughs) I'm not sure we're doing sales technique and... And motivation. Oh, it's all
0: about sales. It, it <laughs> is.
1: And, 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 and you weren't as good a salesman on that given Not night. It.
0: Yeah, You know what? You got to <laughs> take your lumps, man. It's, you see that? You know, just like Giancarlo, I three out of every ten times I'm going to get a hit. Well, you know what? In, in
1: baseball, if you're successful three out of ten times, you go to the Hall of Fame. Unbelievable. And there you go. So Michelle, the truth of the matter is yep.
0: she's a phenomenal person. We had a lot in common, and I can't wait to hear her share her views. Michelle,
1: you were a business owner while you were still in college?
2: Actually, I started, I went to college and I didn't know what I was doing there. Okay. So. Like um, all, like all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, the job at the time I had the, the owner filed bankruptcy and I didn't get paid and it totally upset me. Mm. So I went to beauty school, which I said I never would do because my mom, that's what she did. And I just was like, you know, I, I wanted to do something. I had bigger dreams. I wanted to be a ballerina model, et cetera, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so I go to beauty school. I ended up, I opened a tanning salon. I bought my mom's salon from her. Wow. I expanded and it was very successful for a long time. And then my, uh, first husband passed away. Mm-hmm. I sold it a year later and then I moved to Dallas and then I finished college at SMU.
1: So you're really living your life on your own schedule. That's not a yeah. traditional game plan. No, that's not the no. normal order. If you will of things.
2: No, no I, I got to
0: tell you, just to interrupt for a second. There were never anybody that looked like her in my classes. <laughs> No, no.
1: Dude,
0: when yeah. I went to college, yeah. I would have stayed.
1: Yeah. So Steve Wait. was immediately drawn to you. Uh, there was a chemistry, he says, but obviously uh, a physicality as well. And, and, Both, and, and, yeah, yeah. But you guys are partners, not just in, in life, but you guys are partners really in business and free thought. You complement each other like most great teams do. What does Michelle bring that makes you better at your job, at your thinking, at your ability to travel and lecture, and teach and inspire and motivate as you do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis.
0: So I'll relate um, an early story when I started speaking, got up on stage, gave a great presentation, and part of my presentation I talked about meditating. And I got off the stage and everybody's high-fiving me and it's great and I'm feeling the buzz. And she looks at me and she goes, you don't meditate the hell was that about mm. she goes, what happens if somebody comes up and asks you about meditation you, you know she says you have to be genuine you have to be authentic to live it and you know what the the closer I am to being genuine which is I'm fortunate to have somebody that looks at me and is willing to critique me and you know from the heart not from you know a jealous or you know trying to get get ahead she legitimately has my brand in her best, you know, that's her best effort is helping me grow my brand. Are you,
1: were you not accustomed to being called out? Being called uh, oh, out? Wanna...
0: You know what? I think one of the greatest things for salespeople is to have somebody who call bullshit and mm-hmm. say, uh-uh. You that, need that. And especially in the environment we live in, in a social media world where it's full transparency and people can see through what you say, if you don't really live it and you're not really that, they're going to know really fast. And so she called that, hard early on Mm -hmm. and then has gone on to develop not only all of our branding she did the book cover for me she did basically help me pull the whole book together um, and and just over and over and over, down to the way I dress, mm-hmm. I, I really do not. Um, it's color by numbers for me. Color <laughs> you <know>? by numbers. <laughs> you know, it's Garanables. Garanimals. of the <laughs> 1970s and 80s. There is not a day that goes by that someone doesn't stop me and go, wow, man, I love your blazer. Right. And, and that pocket square. And this. Is and it's all on Michelle. M- Michelle, when I
1: first met you, I did feel initially like, okay, I'm on cross-examination. I'm on the stand here a little bit. <laughs> It's in your nature, isn't it, to be somewhat skeptical, not necessarily cynical, but really to, to kind of explore whether people are BSing you. You don't like to be BSed. Well, you don't appreciate it. <laughs> you question folks and things, don't you?
2: Well, I don't think anyone appreciates that. Some um, folks let
0: it roll off, though. Some folks are like, yeah. I don't know, but, it's a, get, but, it's but, a skill set to sure. learn how to accept criticism, I think.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I... You know, I have this gift of discernment is what I call it. Sure. It, it can be a gift and a curse at the same time. Of course. And you have to learn to, you know, rein it in a little bit. Um, I've had to be a little bit more careful because I really don't judge people. Mm-hmm. It's really just a discernment of whatever. I can just see it and see it happening. And I just, I, I so I have to be careful of how I call it out. If even right. if I do mm-hmm. or not, so. Well, it's
0: manifested itself in business deals where we'll walk away from something I think it's all good and warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And she goes, it's not going to work. And I'm like, where did that come from? She's she reading goes, the energy. I just it's don't a, feel it's, it. It's a vibe. It's an energy. And you know what? In the beginning, I fought it. Yeah. I don't fight it anymore. Because generally, 110% bullseye, something will, another card will come out. And it's like, oh, man, no. she was so right. No, Michelle, I tell people all
1: the time when, when it comes to decisions, decisions should never be based on emotion. Always on logic. I don't care what the decision is, whether it's pulling the plug on grandma on life support or a job logic over emotion. I wow. tell people and, and with romance, don't listen to your heart. Don't listen to your head. Listen to your gut because your gut tells because you can trick your heart and you can trick your brain and you can discount evidence. Are, are you talking about is Steve's mentioning here in these examples? Is this a gut instinct that you get from your discernment and, and from, I guess, observing?
2: Yeah, a lot. I mean, it's just like we talk about Shark Tank, you know, when the sharks are looking, you know, at all these deals that come in front of them, a lot of, I mean, most of the time, they're actually betting on the jockey, right? right. And not the horse, Correct. not the product. It's it's just something about the person. So they they can sense right away if this, you know, they want to work with that person or not. It's the same thing.
0: And if they have drive and if, it, you know, if they're going to be the type of person that, you know, puts up with, all of the rejection and the downside of of being in business. So it really does come down to, you know, listening to your gut and more often than not, and this is a lot of the training we do, salespeople know the red flags are flying the first meeting Mm -hmm. or the first visit, there's some red flag, but salespeople that are totally focused on, you know, just getting the sale, fly by those and then have a miserable time with that engagement when those that say, hey, this is not a fit for me i'm going to step back so i have learned to pay more attention to my gut and i strictly from you know my interactions with michelle because she does not do it from a judgment standpoint i can i know that it's
2: no and i don't force any deals i mean even in my real estate business i mean you know i tell steve all the time i don't fret anything i do the activity i do the process i do what i'm supposed to do mm-hmm. but Whoever is for me is for me. Right. You know, to me, closing, like just trying to get the clothes and whatever, I mean, I don't want to be miserable. I don't want my customers to be I don't
1: miserable. think that's an effective model by which to operate. Now, as you said that, you know, trusting the process or working the process, Steve, you pump your fist. Why exactly?
0: So, a lot of the training that we do, which I'm so immersed in it, as you've seen me travel and do all this stuff, so I'm so around the material. I t- say, and this is a very, very strong takeaway. Teams that watch the scoreboard lose. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at last year's Super Bowl, you saw after halftime, Atlanta watched the scoreboard. New England didn't, and they won the game, you know, Mm -hmm. and so – Kept playing. Right, so the reality is blocking and tackling and executing on every play and doing – so for for great salespeople or people who have had great success, they invest their time and energy in the doing of something – same way over and over and over and then the result takes care of itself not oh i want that or you know so so, you know it's somewhat controversial because i talk to ceos all the time and and management people and they do want some type of you know a forecasting and and goal setting and i'm all about that Mm -hmm. but it's sort of set the goal and then reverse engineer it and then come from a place where that's where i know i'm going to be if I do all the blocking and tackling. And that's, so we we live it and breathe it. You know, people say, oh my God, how much, how do, how do you get everything done? Because I don't even think twice it's instinct. This is what I do. Teams that go out on the football field, baseball players that come back for spring training. It's all about process.
1: There's the old saying that teamwork makes the dream work. You guys oh, are a that. team. I love that. You guys are a team.
0: Uh, again, the dream in, team.
1: in business, and in, in the dream team in business and in life. So Michelle, as you do Function in business and in real estate. What do you learn from watching Steve or listening to him that you utilize in your own business practice? Ooh.
2: I think the biggest thing for me is is his follow up. I mean, we're both big networkers and we're very social. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm a connector. He's a connector. So we have that commonality, but he really follows up. And he, in fact, he lost some business cards um, this morning, and he's like frustrated. Uh, you know, because you wanted
1: to follow up with those people.
2: Yeah. Well, we
0: were at the game last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were three very significant uh, starts to a relationship sure. that I was going to follow up with. We went to a brand-new place for coffee, and we were sort of outside, and then our battery ran dead. We went inside, and we moved, and the cards were not taken. Oh, and Now, wow. I'll find those names, but mm-hmm. just the my process, I didn't follow my process. I had so much going on this morning. I broke my pattern, mm-hmm. normally... Five o'clock in the morning, I'm following up with what happened the night before. I didn't do that, and it burned me. And so you watch that, Mm -hmm. and you see it. it, Follow-up,
1: as you've mentioned many times, is very important. What are the mistakes that the people listening, and they want to get as good as you got, and they want to know what you know, what are the mistakes they make when it comes to follow-up?
0: So um, it reminds me, and and I I wrote about this in the book, the movie Swingers, which was one of my favorite movies. Of course. I love it. Vegas, baby. (laughs) So when, you know, you are so money. When uh, um, John Favreau goes out on a date after breaking up with his girlfriend, he goes Mm -hmm. out on a new date. He's out of his mind, excited. He comes back, and five of his friends have different timelines on how to follow up. Three days. You got to wait three days. You got to wait three hours. You got to, you know. So, what I tell people is no matter what you decide your process is, own it and stick to it. So, for me, it's within 12 hours of seeing somebody. Like, if I see somebody at the game, I'm going to follow up and say, Hey, great seeing you. Mm-hmm. That touch is so significant to people. They go, wow. You know, that's, he remembers. Are you going to reference
1: something from what they were wearing? You were discussing in which there's an organic connection. So then it's like, Oh, it's that guy.
0: And yeah, oh, he's oh, no, a no. Fan These of- are, these are people I know. Okay. So I'm walking by, I saw Michael Daskell from, uh, you know, uh, Bolton. Okay. So I saw him, right? Yes. We had a brief conversation, but that touch afterwards, that follow-up where, hey, Michael, great talking to you. He's not expecting that. That's that next layer of I'm going to wrap my arms around you. I'm different than everybody else. And especially when they get that email at 4 or 5 in the morning, they're like, this is a serious guy. This, is, this, is a, this guy's playing the game right. So I, I carry around a notepad, physical, right? down the names of everybody that really? I saw that night. We did it when I mean, we went, we did it last, after the game last night. We Michelle's went.
1: laughing. You're nodding and laughing. Why because is
0: Because I didn't have my pad. Right. I asked the girl at the at the bar that we were at. It, we went for Nick's Pizza afterwards, mm-hmm. Boca. Yeah. Unbelievable. Good stuff. Unbelievable. Yeah. New Haven Pizza, fantastic. Sat at the bar, boom, I asked her for a piece of paper and I wrote down all of the people that I saw the, that night and then all of them will get a follow-up today, a little later than normal for me, but we're grinding to the end of the year. There's a lot of you know act, uh, extra activity, but the the process is see somebody 12 hours later follow up. Now if you say 24 hours or 48 hours, whatever works for you, but it's a consistent thing that nothing falls through the cracks. This is the way I work, and now every day that's I don't even have to think about it. And I I think what it's happens the to a, a lot of salespeople is they they show up in their office in the morning and they're like paralyzed by the fuck am I gonna do? I'm like, you know, you know, I already know what I'm doing, man. I'm just boom, 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 boom. You're working the executing process, executing the process. So Michelle and I share best practices. Mm-hmm. Um, she calls me out on stuff. She critiques stuff. Hey, here's something you might have done better. Mm-hmm. We were recently at a speaking engagement, and she said you referenced yourself so much in in it that you know what? It's not about you. It's about what you've done in the process.
2: And I was like.
1: So she's analyzing your swing. Oh Right? You're analyzing a swing when he's great, up there.
0: Great players and yeah. great people have coaches. She's well, coaching.
2: Them. Well, and I've told them, I said, don't ask me unless you want to know the answer. Well,
0: sometimes I don't really want to know. Is that right? <laughs> well, but, but I want to know, but I don't like
1: hearing it. But, but <laughs> Michelle, you're good at telling people the way it is
2: um I, I don't want it to good. come i don't want it to come across good. like <laughs> that you guys are making me out to look like the bad guy here <laughs> oh, no there's no
0: bad guy yeah. it's, it's called no. it's called living a life of truth
2: yeah i mean
0: i'm very grateful for it you know that
2: yeah 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 i mean you know i tell I, and i know how to um i know how to work him if i need to like you know massage it massage it Yep. perfect she, she's Thank very you. good yeah. at
0: it <laughs> and that's that's another skill set is you know, delivering information in a way that people are willing to receive it. You know, yep. so in sales, that's another great.
2: Yeah, and the timing of it too sometimes. Like sometimes he'll ask me right after um, he's done a training or um, a spe- especially speaking engagements, and he'll go, What did you think? And I go, oh, it was great or whatever, but I know that if there's something... You took notes. If there's something sort of, um, for lack of a better word, negative I need to tell him, yep. then I sort of wait because he's coming off speaking, he's on a high, he right. feels good, he's got the energy of the crowd. So the time
1: and a place to go to ex- the game film.
2: Exactly. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, rule number 20, we discussed it recently from the book. Uh, networking is one letter away from not working. We discussed it recently with Steve Polizena, president of Goodcomer Brands. I'm curious, Michelle, if you were this social if you were this out and about prior to teaming up with Steve Nudelberg, because I didn't know you guys until a few months ago, but then I see you guys three times a week at events (laughs) and parties and bars. Were you as social before? Were you posting up at the bar so you could make those connections organically, begin those relationships?
2: Yeah. So before I met Steve, I was actually living in Dallas and um, my, the, the friend of ours who, how we met, she and I actually had a similar marketing company, like Steve does. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we we're big connectors. I mean, it, even in her um, salutation at the end of her emails, it's cheerleader, connector, and catalyst or something.
1: Cheerleader, connector, connector and, catalyst. and catalyst. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah. And so, yeah, so we, we were out and about networking. We just meet people all the time. We talk to people. We're, you know, just friendly, just, just naturally being a friendly person can get you somewhere, so. It's, it's
0: not just always work. Well, well It's well, not just well, always well, trying well, to get business. Exactly. While we're in love and have that romantic part of our life, we also enjoy going to a restaurant and sitting at the bar versus at sitting at a two. two and you spoke about that. Because we love to meet everybody that's around us. We are very friendly with bartenders. Mm-hmm. Great banter. Sure. People around us. It happens to us everywhere we go all the time it's an expectation now who can we meet who can we engage with what could we learn what what's the possibilities michelle had a saying for years which i haven't really heard in a while you know how does it get better than this oh yeah and you know what it gets better all the time and we laugh at each other just because you know it's so social and so fun that we share that in common that makes our life so much more richer than if she didn't share that with me it would be missed for both of
1: us. Now, Michelle, when you say that—that's a personal credo. How can it get better than this? How? Would it, what is it exactly? How does it? Or how can it get, how it get better than this?
2: How does it get better than this? How
1: does it get better than this? Because the legendary coach, formerly the Buffalo Bills, Marv Levy, used to say to his team, "Where else would you rather be than right here, right now?" Now, the fact of the matter is, it's four degrees out in a freaking <laughs> blizzard, and a lot of the guys are thinking, "I don't know, playing for Miami." <laughs> I don't know, playing for the chargers. So, but is this a credo that you live? Is it the choice of positivity? Is it that attitude of gratitude that I speak of so often?
2: Yeah, it's all of it. I mean, there is something to be said for being in the present and being grateful for where you are now. Absolutely. But you know, there are things that happen, good things that happen. And, and even if it's something bad, it's like, how does it get better than this? I mean, you could literally pull yourself out of a slump Mm -hmm. by saying, how does it get better than this? How does it get better than this? Because anything is possible. So, it's, whether it's positive or negative, it's just, a, it, it, it's just, yeah. I mean,
0: you can choose to have a good day.
2: Yes. That's a choice. It's just a way. Yeah. It's a and, way,
0: and I'm yeah. reading a new book that uh, my friend Michael Ralby turned me on to called The Obstacle is the Way. Okay. And the fundamental nature of the book says be thankful for the obstacle because what mm-hmm. caused you what, to find the way? That's what allows you to find the way. Uh-huh. And I'm early in the book. But it's another one of those brain lasers that just like, holy shit! This is exactly what it is, where people get paralyzed by the obstacle, and it's really the obstacle is there to teach you how to get around it, or get through it, or get over it, and and it's it's so empowering, mm-hmm. you know that it's
1: a different know, way of looking it's at a it. Different, way. it's all a perspective. Different perspective. Yeah, it's Mr. Miyagi and Daniel Larusso. <laughs> right. Why am I painting this old man's fence? Right. Why am I waxing this old man's car? And then he's getting punches and kicks, and he realizes, wait a minute, right. I know how to do I this. Know how to do
2: this yeah. but,
1: I, but the obstacle was there.
2: Why am I mopping the floor? Because I'm going to be the manager or owner of this restaurant someday. I mean, it's the same thing.
0: In a lot of ways. And the clues are everywhere. And, and I think part of what Michelle has done for me and... It's very obvious in her business. So she, she started a real estate career a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. She decided to learn it, which I love that about her. That's learning she, to earn. She Right. She decided to learn it. She decided to go out and do it. She has moved herself through it. And now almost to us, every case, when, when she tr- completes a transaction, she's getting these handwritten notes from people who said you are the greatest you're the i mean the last one almost had, had tears it was like wow
2: yeah she was awesome i mean she she just it was a nice thank you note and it was actually handwritten um
1: what was she thankful for she,
2: she was think i wish i i think the I,
1: personal attention the attention to detail, the fact that you honestly cared all above
2: all of the above and she said she loved my professionalism I, she said I am a an asset to the profession wow I mean yeah
1: don't people I mean you know in sales doing business with someone don't they want to feel appreciated beyond the fact that the check clears don't folks just want to feel absolutely. appreciated
2: absolutely and listen I helped I helped her through every step of the way I mean she you know if she I'm just that way. I just give service. If she needed something, if you know whether it's technically my job or not, mm-hmm. I just help her. Whatever here's she needed, the, I answer the, the real, phone. I talk to them. I do whatever I can. Here's for where them. the real
0: change is, or, or for me, the the thing that I took away was that this was not a huge sale. That this was not a crusher to the bank account. Mm-hmm. This was, you know, small by everybody's term, but big to the lady who bought it. And she, you know, performed for that lady in a way that she should have been treated. And I think a lot of people are going, oh, this is a, you know, nothing sale. I'm just <laughs> gonna kind of glide through it. And so I was super impressed. And again, you know, I'm looking for my aha moments and I that was my aha moment that day. I said, holy cow. If you treat every single person the exact same way, mm-hmm. there'll be big wins, small wins, but they'll all be wins.
1: They'll all be wins. Yeah. In the end. it was unbelievable. Michelle, you, you know a little something about branding. We live in an age where everyone and everything is a brand. Social media made it as such that we all have followings and audiences and connections that otherwise possibly weren't possible. We see people who are everyday people with enormous followings, have created a brand for themselves, and now they're in an industry because they have influence or influencers. So as we understand your role in branding, um, maybe perhaps for those listening, what is branding today and why is that so important?
2: Well, uh, wow, very...
1: Because all of us are a brand and we define it. And Steve defines his with a pocket square and a great blazer that you color coordinate. And it's saying, hey, listen, I'm going to teach you how to be as successful as I've been, right?
2: Yeah. Well, when when we first started dating, um, I was going through his closet. I'm a big I love fashion. Um, you know, so I was impressed that he had wooden hangers to to start that with. Makes a difference. That was a plus. Yeah. But we were going through his clothes, um, because he put something on. We were going somewhere and I looked at him and I said, Did you used to weigh like a a lot, like a lot more than you do now?
0: <laughs> Didn't fit well. It was just it was hanging on big big him. It was hanging him. on him. I used to wear big golf shirts and yeah, like floppy pants. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. So we organized his whole closet. We got rid of all the stuff that was too big that you couldn't take in. Mm-hmm. You know, we donated stuff. We kept the stuff that was good. Even if it fit him and it wasn't great, we got rid of it. So slowly I've been morphing him. Um, but he bought, I made him buy his first pair of shoes that he absolutely did not want to buy. <laughs> and the next day he uh, wore them to train. And he got nothing but accolades about his shoes. And he literally turned and looked at me. You
1: were rebranding your brand. So here's the difference. You were reinventing your brand. So
0: she pushed me to something I would not do on my own, but was still genuine and authentic to me. Right. What works for me does not work for everybody else. Exactly. And that's really the significance. I look at other stuff and I go, wow, that's really cool. That's not my brand. Mm -hmm. You know, so being able to say yes or no, this fits, this doesn't fit. And it's really the same in sales. I'm not a fit for everybody. Who I am, what I say, how I say it. Um, I don't wear socks. There are some corporations that don't want me to wear socks. Don't Mm -hmm. want me. I mean, that, you know, don't like the fact that I don't wear socks or or wear jeans. You know, I've showed up at a couple of trainings. But that's
1: on brand for
0: you. And that's on brand for me. And I'm never going to go off brand for anybody else. Staying true to who I am. That's
1: the authenticity you spoke of. Will
0: allow me to attract the ones that do fit. And no, that's probably the biggest sales lesson of all is that you're not a fit for everybody. You know, everybody goes into the game knowing you're going to hear no and there's going to be rejection. But Michelle got me closer to being more authentic. I love the Blazers. I really do. I, I look forward to... Now, there are some times I'll put something on and I'll go, I'm never wearing that. Not feeling it. And then two minutes later, I'm walking around going, oh, I don't know, maybe. And mm-hmm. She'll sort of give me the confidence to to bring me to another level, to step out of my comfort zone. Sure. That's what a good coach does. Get sure. me out of my comfort zone. Push me into a well, place. Well,
2: and I think all the compliments he gets makes him trust me. It's
0: unbelievable. <laughs> Almost, too, I mean, in restaurants, um, at gas stations, people are wow, out, love your blazer, love your
2: shoes.
1: And then with networking, and I don't just mean events, but all the time, doesn't this give people an organic way just to speak with you? Absolutely. Just to connect with you. I mean, literally. Over a pocket square, a lapel
0: flower, just to say, hold on a second.
2: Usually. Just- absolutely just his usually his jacket or her or his shoes that's well, what he gets you know
0: the, most. the key is to be memorable you know yes. so how whatever it is be memorable i know you know in training i had a banking client and and one of the guys that's worked for us for a long time in new york owned the bow tie i would never wear a bow tie it mm-hmm. doesn't work for me i don't wear ties at all right um
1: you will at your funeral that's it we talked about that we once. talked
0: about it. if yeah. i have to
1: yeah if you yeah. have to one time that's right.
0: it but um the, right the, i, I the,
2: don't know that i would dress them that way there that you thing. go
0: there you go I, I might wear a jet jersey so just yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of symbolism <laughs> they've been dying for years they've been dying <laughs>
1: but when indeed. gary v buys them i'm all set <laughs> indeed michelle it was a pleasure to have you you made history on the confessions of a serial salesman podcast
2: well, listen, I want to say one more thing about branding, though. Please. The only thing that I would tell people is what do you want to be known for? That's mm-hmm. your brand. What do you want to be known for?
0: Yeah. That one word, you know, that, that one word association. One more comment that I think we need to make. Um, it is the holiday season. It uh, is. Christmas is right up the street here. It in three is. Three days. Yep. And that is this young lady's birthday. Is that right? You're yeah. a Christmas baby? I am. Oh, yeah. you got cheated out of presents too. No.
2: <laughs> no why she- do, why, see, why, do, why does everybody say that?
1: I got, I'm December 30th. I got cheated out of presents. I never had a birthday party at school. We never had cupcakes. Okay. And that's, that, why, and that's okay. why we're outliers. That, lay, p- lay that down. part I get. Sit on the couch and let's.
2: That part, you want to celebrate birthdays together? <laughs> Absolutely. Come to Christmas Eve.
1: Absolutely. Christmas yes, Eve Christmas at HMF.
2: Eve. HMF with us. Join
1: us. I'm, I'm going to join you. Come, yes, please. for sure. I'm gonna That'd
2: join be awesome. You. So listen, I have an uncle whose birthday was on the 29th and he, he always had to celebrate with me. So
0: yeah. See, <laughs> I'm paying too. Oh, I'll I'll be there early. <laughs> I'll be there early. We have, a, we have a nice table. You know, Chris over there always takes care of us. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's come an join. Awesome you.
1: night. To nice be there. nice little plug in also for HMF at the breakers on Palm yes. Beach. A little <laughs> I'll plug bless their way, man. I'll, I'll take care of it. Michelle, thank you for being with awesome, us. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, it was history in the making. Love it. And and you guys Couldn't are partners in business and in life, you make each other better. And sometimes uh, and at this holiday time, as you mentioned, when you when you're listening to the podcast, you think about improving, sometimes those people are already in your life. They can make you better. Because they know you. And they can be honest with you, and vice versa. You You can pay attention, and you got to pay attention. Uh, Time to tell us something
0: good. So I got something uh, pretty neat this time. So here's something really good. I think it's good. Yeah. We were brainstorming about what we could give back. It's the end of the year. Um, I do these things called morning huddles, and so morning huddle is really a way to gauge your team on a daily or weekly basis, Mm -hmm. and you know get everybody together seven minutes. Fire, lightning round type stuff. So uh, here's the offer. If your company, your sales team wants to buy 50 books, I will do a free morning huddle for you. Wow. So uh, the way to do that is either contact me or Shay in my office. Um, we've repeat, already that had some off, traction. repeat that offer so again here, here, because and that's kind of unique. not a salesy guy. No, no, it's, it's not a sales pitch. But, it's not a call now. And if somebody calls me and says, hey, I only want to buy 30, you know what, I, I'm in. But the, the book sales have been amazing. We're actually going to second run. Which is pretty cool. The
1: name of the book is "Confessions of a Serial Salesman: Twenty-Seven Rules for Influencers and Leaders That Will Change Your Life and Business." Steve Notenberg is the author of the book.
0: All right, continue. So, thank you for that. Um, So, along with buying the book, I'm willing to do a 30-minute morning huddle, which means I will either come or I'll Skype or some way I'll get get in your office and I will give you 30 minutes of my time. Which, not because I'm saying it's valuable because the feedback I'm getting says it's Amen. valuable. All the people I, will let you know. I'm changing lives, you yeah. know, and, and and for me, that's my why. You know, I've, I've really connected with it. I'm having a blast. 2017 was awesome. The good stuff is ahead. 2018 is going to be awesome. Amen. Here's the word for the year. Yes. This is our last podcast. I like to frame up and use it all year long. The word of the year is intentional. Intentional. I, I want people to be intentional about what they do. With an expectation. What's coming back? Love it. Love it. Babu.
1: Listen, have a great holiday. Thank you. And bro. Happy New Year to all. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening this time. Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Steve Nuttelberg. I'm Josh Cohen. Have a great holiday, everybody. Boom.
0: See you at Christmas Eve.
1: You're buying. Boom.